Welcome to the Avi Om experience. So first and foremost, I want to thank all of you who continue to listen and download. And we really do appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. We want to first and foremost send a thank you to all of you. We got some really cool and exciting things coming up on this podcast, on our website, and even at the studio, the Avi Avi Om studio. If you guys haven't been here, we're in Michigan and we definitely would love to see you in our studio. We're doing some really cool and amazing things. So I know this is the beginning of the week. And so we typically release a shorter podcast. But today we're going to be releasing a podcast that Avi and I recorded on our portable setup right before she left to Mexico. And then on Wednesday, we have part two of our conversation with Andrew. So if you haven't heard part one, I would suggest you go back and listen to part one where we interview Andrew. We talk about the entrepreneurial success and what it means. And so this is the part two of that conversation we'll be having on Wednesday. And then, yes, we're going to have a small little surprise on Friday, something that we now may be adding to the podcast. So without further ado, just sit back and relax. In this conversation, we kind of extend a cosmic sessions conversation we had here in the studio. And we just kind of go into two or three topics that we talked about and we kind of just expand on it a little bit more. So for your listening pleasures and for ours, thank you so much. So sit back and enjoy this week's Avi Home Experience. Welcome to the Avi Home Experience. This is yet another portable podcast that we're doing this evening here up in the living room. What's going on, love? Not much, love. Just hanging out? Just hanging out. So I wanted to do some recordings here before you get ready to go. Uh, this is a, and I don't like timing these podcasts. However, I do need to time this one because you're getting ready to go to Mexico as we're recording this in approximately four days from now. And I know you're looking forward to that because you typically get, uh, you know, you, you get to, uh, you know, release, uh, you know, uh, through the water. And you also seem to always um, be able to uh, connect more clearly when, when you're by the, by the water. So are you looking forward to, uh, you know, to, to being channeled or, or having some channel information coming to you? Well, I think um, one of the uh, most things I'm looking forward to is uh, being in some sunny weather. In warm weather, you know, this winter has been uh, very, very cold here in Michigan. You know, polar, polar Arctic air, like minus 30, 40 degrees. So I think it's just um, a nice reprieve to get in the warm weather. Obviously, yes, being connected to the ocean, um, feeling that um, warm, misty, you know, current. Uh, also, the retreat that we go to, um, has all organic food, so you're completely supported um, from a nutrition aspect too. It's a little off the grid, which is nice, so there's um, just some quiet space and quiet time. So um, what I'm really, really, and I don't think I've shared with you yet, is that um, what I'm really excited about this year is that I'm not working up to the 11th hour. I finally learned that that's not good for me. Um, you know, running and racing at, you know, the 11th hour trying to get everything done. So 
you know, I'm, I'm really good shape of getting things ready and know what I want to take. And, um, my toiletries are already bought and, you know, so it's just, um, it's nice, a, a winding down. And, um, we just talked the other day that, you know, usually, you know, I fly out of Detroit, which is about an hour and 20 minutes from here. Um, my flight's at eight thirty in the morning, so that's getting up really early. And then my, my flight home, flights are not good coming out of this part of Mexico. So, um, meaning that they're all, they're typically later flights and then you have a layover and then you don't get in until the wee hours of the morning, which is the case for me. So you were gracious enough to offer to pick me up so I don't have to drive down. Usually I drive down by myself, leave my car and drive back. But since I'm not getting back to like 1 a.m., um, I'm going to Uber it down and then you're going to pick me up, which um, I haven't told you this either. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have meditation that Sunday because um, it's just what we do. You know, it's it's one of the, I'm not going to call it a sacrifice, but, you know, I'm already going to be gone one week. So I think it's just I can come home, rest, take a nap. Um, sleep on the flight home, you know, prepare a playlist while I'm in flight and rock it out on Sunday night. What do you think about that? Right. No. And, and, and it's late enough in the evening to where, you know, like you're saying, you can come and you can relax and you can. And I think it's important, too, that when you come from something like that, that you do allow the space to, you know, let a lot of that just flow through you. And sometimes the best way to do that is to, you know, to be in that meditation uh, space, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. to not only be able to download the information that came through, whatever the information that may be for you, but at the same time, you know, it, it's being consistent with, you know, having a space available for other people to also stay with their practice. And hopefully, and I know to say hopefully is an expectation, but you know, hopefully these people who, who come here understand the importance of meditation, that they just don't wait, you know, Sundays at, at 6 p.m. to create that space, that sacred space in which the soul, for me anyway, just, you know, vomits, you know, information. And so it's my hope that, that people just don't wait on Sundays, but that they have this practice and then just coming here it just ignites it kind of like a, a Mophie pack on your phone. You know, it's like a two batteries, you know, just an extra supercharge. Charge. Yeah. Well, also too, you know, when you're, when um you come back from retreat, even though I'll be working on retreat and doing sessions on retreat. So, but it's a little bit different environment when you're surrounded by, you know, beautiful people, you know, nourishing food and, um, amazing accommodations that makes it a little bit easier to connect to. But when you're, when you're in that energy and you're recharging, you know, um, what, why not bring that energy right back into the studio to offload that, to create a sense of peace for everyone else? No. Yeah, I agree. Again, and, and, and sometimes it helps, you know, it helps to, to understand and, and to look at something that may have come to you through a different lens, which allows you to then, you know, in intake the in the, that information. So, but I don't think you mentioned where you're going. 
we well so first of all let's just um um for those of you who listen regularly to the podcast um marcia neeland from cedar rapids iowa uh, at fusion yoga studio we just recorded with her as you're hearing this the podcast with marcia has already uh, come out um so we've um the podcast with her is coming out coming out it it's already out by the time this releases um but we've talked about her before so it's her retreat um with uh, her beautiful um students and uh the, this is my fifth year in attendance with going with her crazy five years we've been retreating together um i go with her to mexico and she comes to maui with us this is a beautiful exchange. Um, so we're going to Ixtapa, um, Mexico. Beautiful, beautiful retreat center. It has it has that that not real cool and, and and nice energy. But one of the things that you know, actually, the topic of of this conversation that we're having this evening is, and we haven't done this before, and I, I feel like this is something that I would like to do a little bit more often. And that is, even when you do, and we've talked about this. I mean, the whole idea of this Avion podcast was that we would be taking some of the questions from Facebook Live and, and kind of answering them or going in more detail on this podcast. And, and that's something that we're still going to, you know, consider doing, you know, taking questions on Facebook Live and kind of answering them here. But one of the things I want to do, so we had a cosmic conversation as we're recording this, it was the, the night before, which was Friday night. And it was an amazing gathering, amazing conversation. But there's some topics that, you know, we, we talked about. But I'm wondering if you have any more small details to add to to this conversation. And one of them was what really started coming out was we started talking about dream states. And I'm wondering if you had any more if you want to put a little more context around it and if you had any ideas considering the conversations we were having last night about about the dream state you know um i um i've taken or i should i should say i've um read and taken a course that had some you know dream states and dream interpretation in them um I, this is, and the, what, what I'm going to share is just simply my opinion, you know, on, on dream states. It's, it's not, um, uh, something that's validated or scientific or anything like that. Um, but I also, I also like to put my spin on things or not, I shouldn't say my spin, but the spirit spin. Ooh, that's, that's a nice little tag. Yeah, I like that. Spirit spin. Spirit spin. I have to write that down. Um, and so, um, a lot of, a lot of my interpretations come exactly what intuitively feels right. Not necessarily an archetype of what is, um, this means this, this means this, like a translation per se. Um, what I've come to learn with dream states is that, um, if we remember our dream or especially like connecting with loved ones and, we are dreaming of loved ones and people who've passed and whatnot. If we remember those dreams after noon the next day, like 12 noon the next day, um, that's also um, said to be a visitation. So a lot of times um, in these dream states, we, we are 
able to access those other dimensions, those other frequencies, those other vibrations that we wouldn't necessarily be able to access because our mind is always engaged. So, uh, which is why we talk about meditation so much, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So meditation creates that space in order for the mindful awareness to enter and therefore you can begin to remove from reaction to response. So moving from a dream state, you know, we, the conversation last night at our group, it was like, well, maybe this right here, you and I, we're in dream state. And maybe the dream state is actually the waking state. What's, is all of this an illusion, which you and I believe that it is. Um, So like how, and where does that cross over from dream state, illusion, waking state? Um, the way I interpret it is, or the way I choose to believe with it is, is that in the grand scheme of things, does really any of this matter? You know, does it really matter? Does does it really matter getting this upset or this frustrated? Does it really matter having all these attachments um, and, uh, um, getting upset of he said, she did, you know, it, it doesn't to me, even though I get frustrated in the moment, um, does it really have any impact? You know, I, I obviously work with people who have lost children and, um, to death or to illness. And when I talk to them, um, that tragedy can't even compare to someone, you know, let's say missing something or, um, you know, getting in a little fender bender, you know, it's all in perception. Um, it's not, I'm not taking sides that one's worse than the other. It's just, there's different levels of tragedy and there's different levels of loss and there's different levels of illusion. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't even know where I went on to this. Your question was dream state. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it because actually you're, you are touching on some, you know, this is just how, it's, how, we're, how we conversate. It's just like a regular conversation over dinner is what we're having. But I do like this idea that you started, you know, opening up and the idea of an illusion. And so interestingly enough, my question then is this, is that does the ego know that this is the an illusion. Even so, you know it's an illusion. But then my question is: Does your ego know that this is an illusion? I don't believe so, because if the ego knew that it was an illusion, then we wouldn't have the attachment. Or, or like you said, you know, so you just said earlier that you get frustrated in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then that's the ego getting that, frustrated. That's ego getting frustrated. Yeah. So the ego doesn't know that this is an illusion, right? But obviously, you know, your your awareness, your conscious awareness, your your beingness knows that this is an illusion right there's no such thing as time there's no such thing as time so how do how then do you you know speak with the ego how do you get the ego to understand that this is an illusion you don't well i don't think that i think it's just the reminder it goes back to that meditation practice again you know of you know we're having a human experience and i i just want to reiterate that this human experience is such a blessing you know, we, we've all chosen to be here um, for the length and duration of the time that we're here. So um, I'm choosing to be and step into the grandest version of myself 
as best I possibly can, um, as well as moving through resistances. Um, you know, this morning we talked, you know, at length before I went into session of these epiphanies that I were having. Obviously, that's not going to be discussed in this particular podcast. But, you know, this has been an epiphany that's been going on for, you know, almost a year I've been working through. And, um, you know, working through resistance, resistances doesn't mean that poof, it's gone. You know, it's continually peeling back those layers and peeling back, you know, these these energies that um, um, where a frustration or a resistance sits. And the more that we begin to let that go, not from a doormat perspective, but from a perspective where um, we we detach from it, because going back to what I was saying before, like, does it really matter? You know, yes, it yes, it matters here in this human experience to be the best that we can be. But overall, you know, can we take all of this with us? Nope. We all have a round trip ticket um, going back home. And what happens after that? I believe we come back again and again and again. But in what shape, form? We don't know that. I mean, we can come back as humans multiple times again. You know, we're in earth school right now, but we don't know how long earth school will be around. And maybe we form another school. You don't know. So then how do you, how would you then explain, or I mean, well, not how would you explain, but what's your, your view on, let's say, you know, so we know that none of this is real. It's an illusion. Why get attached to it? So let's say you not, I'm saying you, but obviously it's not you, but let's just say you buy a vehicle. And you have this vehicle for three months. And then all of a sudden, you know, one day you, you, you know, you're in the supermarket, whatever. And, and then all of a sudden you, you come out and you see your, your, your truck or car, or whatever. I mean, you don't see no cart, but you see like this giant scratch on the door. <laughs> like, <That's> happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, so what would you say to a person like that if, if when you, if this person just gets so, you know, disconnected and, and, and all out of whack because of the scratch on the door, like how would you, like for one, what's this person going through if this is an illusion? And two, what would you tell this person to, to take them out of that, you know, that craziness that this person might be having over a scratch on, on the door? Well, you know, this is interesting because that, that's happened to me um, uh, where I got, it was an, a new vehicle and um, I was in actually the Target parking lot and um, it was windy this particular day. Someone hadn't put their cart in the little corral and all of a sudden it was, you know, racing because of the wind. Um, <clears throat> as I was walking out, I'm like, there it goes. And it nails into the side of my driver's side door, leaving a big, um, a big dent. And um, that was um, a bit challenging for me because it was a new vehicle, and um, I was a little, <laughs> I was a little frustrated. However, you know, um, in that moment, um, because you don't, it's brand new. You don't want anything going wrong with it. You want it to to um stay in as best condition that it can but then in that moment i said it's, it was out of my control it's something that i couldn't um i couldn't change you know i didn't have um 
uh, um, control over that situation of that cart running rampant. Uh, and then I immediately went into um, uh, comparing it to my body, <laughs> meaning that uh, I've got lots of dents and scrapes and bruises and scars. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, going back to my accident, you know, I've had seven surgeries and I've got some pretty big scars. And initially that was very challenging for me because, you know, um, it's kind of an eyesore, you know, those scars. And, uh, but then I realized that that was part of my story. And so the more that I became okay with my story, my vehicle, it was easier for me to um, just say that this was part of the experience. So going back to the vehicle, um, I just decided that instead of getting upset, that this was part of the story of this particular vehicle. Um, you know, it didn't happen how I wanted it to happen. I mean, I didn't want that car to hit my car, but it did. So I could either stay super frustrated at it or understand that this is part of the story with the vehicle and I got it fixed. It wasn't a big deal. The getting it fixed was actually, they just um, like pulled it out. So it wasn't, it was just like one of those type of dents where it could be suctioned out. So it wasn't a big deal at all, but um, thank goodness. But that's probably, it turned into less of a big deal because I wasn't as angry, you know? So um, it's interesting. I, I want to sidebar just a second because uh, you and I went to dinner this evening at a, an establishment and um <laughs> um we walked in it was a 5 10 minute wait nothing crazy we were waiting um a party of 3 came in behind us with this woman who kind of came in with a vengeance you could tell that she was the ruler of the family with her energy um came in um was going to put their name in and the the host said, um, it's a five to 10 minute wait. And she said, we're not waiting and proceeded to walk out. And you and I looked at each other and I said to you, I wonder why they wouldn't wait five or 10 minutes because by the time they go and get in their vehicle, drive out of the parking lot, go to the next establishment, they would already be seated. And so interestingly enough, like two minutes after that, they come back in. <laughs> I wonder if she heard us energetically. Um, they came back in, get seated, and they're fine. But interestingly enough, on our way out, she was um, complaining heavily, not nicely, heavily to the manager of this laundry list of things that was wrong with their service, their meal, with everything. So it's interesting that her energy that powered in already disgruntled they had an entirely disgruntled meal and then therefore she was continuing to be disgruntled to the manager and um we had a fine meal um so i guess I i'm going back to this with you is that isn't it interesting how our perception our energy of how we respond versus react to a situation is how the situation unfolds and is delivered based on the energy we bring to the situation. So no, it's, 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 you know, you're right. I mean, the energy that you bring to 
to anything, obviously, as we observed, it, it stays around. It like sticks with you. And, and it's not until you become aware of it, which is interesting because as I was observing it, it would appear that this person is not aware of this energy of, you know, attraction or negativity or, or density. Whatever, density. Yeah. And it's almost as if then the ego is saying, you know, again, looking for ways to be offended, convincing this person because oh, obviously the ego can't, you know, complain on its own. So the ego needs a body. It needs vocal cords. It needs the expressions of hand movement in order to get the point across to then, you know, complain about, you know, just things that, again, as you're saying, and if this is kind of like the illusion, then why get so worked up over it? Like, you know, like you were stating earlier and going kind of back a little bit to what you said, I like that in that, you know, me, I, I do really, and for me, everyone's perfect. Everything is perfect. But going to what you're saying, it's that, you know, quote unquote, the imperfection is what makes the story, which is a beautiful way of of really looking at things that when you see something, whether it be a scratch, whether it be a dent, whether it be whatever happens, it, you know, it, it creates a story. And so, again, the word, and I don't like using the word imperfection, but however, in this case, I'm going to use it. Imperfection not only creates a story, but as we said a little bit earlier, that the story is embedded in the dream. And so, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we can't have a pleasant dream, even if the story is built on an illusion. And even if it's energetically dense for some people, she's building a story. It's not one that I want to read or I don't want to read it either because like we were we were talking to that like you know um again not from a judgment perspective but imagine living in that household because I mean it's it's something where I mean we don't even know this person however it was it was it's it's um it just for reading her energy in those few moments you know everything is a a complaint and everything that there's finding fault um, with everything. I just want to, um, I think I'm going to be hijacking this conversation multiple times cause I'm getting a lot of downloads, but, um, I wanted to share this with you cause I don't know if you've, um, become aware of this, uh, here. So obviously as Chris mentioned, we are upstairs in our apartment, uh, doing this little remote, um, podcast and, um, out the front of our apartment is overlooking downtown Flushing on main street and so we get to see a lot of things, you know, up here um, where um, people don't necessarily see us, but we see out. And um, while I was at my desk this afternoon in between my sessions, um, there was a gentleman who I've seen more than once walking um, with, he's a double amputee, meaning um, he has both of his legs amputated um, and he's got prosthetics that he's walking with. Um, and he was wearing shorts. And it's cold today. Um, so he was wearing shorts, um, walking with his um, beautiful limbs. And I was just, um, when I see him, when I witnessed him walking, um, I was enamored, one, 
Number one, because I went into gratitude because I have two legs um, that fully function without prosthetics. I, I, you know, I, I almost did. I almost lost a leg in my accident. <laughs> so I think maybe I have an affinity of appreciation because um, I know that scariness of possibility of losing a leg. Um, uh, so I went into immense gratitude. And then I was just like in awe with him because he, he could care less what other people thought of him um, because he was just walking with conviction in the middle of winter with shorts on. Um, and, and then I went to observe him just from a, um, from an observer, like you would never even know he had these prosthetics. He didn't even walk with a limp. I walk with a limp. He doesn't even walk with a limp. Like he is so comfortable with who he is. So sidelining, like he's got, he's got some dents, he's got some scratches, but it is not even phasing him in the least and i and i just took a moment of immense appreciation for him because um i have two functioning legs and he doesn't and yet he's still moving on in life without any resistance it's you know one of the things is that is that it that becomes part of the story but what's even more beautiful is when the he is not the one telling the story Right. So it's part of the story, but he's not saying it. He's not telling it. He's not yelling it. He's not broadcasting it. He's just walking it. He's, he's, he's just walking. He's just, you know, like you're saying, it's just is. It's just part of, you know, his, his, you know, his life. It's just, it just is. And I think that that goes to um, people who have maybe a limitation um a physical limitation or even a mental limitation or a limitation that's deemed um a limitation per society you know or because i i feel that we all need to embrace our story no matter what that is that's his story my accident is my story my accident is part of why we have the studio. It's why I learned to meditate. It's why I preach what I preach is it's because of that story. So imagine if we all celebrated the, um, the, the dents and the scrapes and the bruises as a means of, now this is where, this is where I can get a little spicy though. Um, not as a means to be a victim, but as a means to, honor and celebrate the experience to be the victor share your story so that other people in similar situations can thrive and be inspired by you um not to be um in the place where where you dwell on it or you focus on uh the limited the limitations this beautiful soul i'm sure we're going to run across him you know um at some point or come in face to face in front of him um because clearly he lives around here uh because i've seen him more than once both walking and um i'm probably gonna go up and talk to him and say hey how are you you know who knows maybe he might be on our podcast you never know you never yeah. know it you know and two it's that we have become a society or a culture or however you want to, a tribe, whatever you want to call it, that it's important 
on looks. It's on it's important how we look, and, and not only that, but it's important how others see us and how we look. And so then we start to sideline or we start doing things that may not be in our best interest in order to look good for the sake of other people and and for other people's judgment. Now, I know there's so many people who, who say, they always, they say it, oh, well, other people's opinion doesn't matter. That's what they say. But when you, when you look at them, you know that that's not true. That they do care what other people say. Or maybe they just care what they are thinking with themselves. That, that, that inner critic. Well, I think that's, well, I think the inner critic is what is continually creating them to look a certain way or do certain things, you know, for the approval from, from others. And when it only, like you said earlier, it comes with the, you know, like this gentleman who's walking, he doesn't care what other people think, right? He's just, it's just, it just is. And you can tell that, like, it's interesting, too, because you, people may be asking, well, how does she know that he doesn't care? You can tell on the energy. Right. I mean, it, it, it's just, he's just walking with confidence. He's walking with conviction. He's walking with, um, like, almost grace that he is grateful that he has these prosthetics that are uh, available for him to walk like like it, it's it, he's not complaining that he can't walk he's like i'm grateful that i can walk and and look how many of us take it for granted i don't take it for granted because and we were talking about this earlier today um that often it takes um people hitting some sort of suffering in order for them to be grateful um you know, obviously, leg energy, um, I was impacted by it because it affected me. I mean, I had to relearn how to walk. I couldn't go use the bathroom by myself. I couldn't get out of bed by myself. Couldn't take a shower by myself. I couldn't do anything. Um, and so when you, when you go through those experiences, it becomes very real because it impacts you. So, and then, and then obviously my big accident happened prior to you. And then I had another accident with you with my knee the same the same leg down and out again is like you'd think you'd learn but clearly i needed a little bit more of a time out um but yeah yeah it's crazy so let me ask you this and you know for those listening uh, maybe you're asking this question maybe not and i'm not sure of the of how many women versus men listen to this podcast and i'm going to say this for for a man speaking I, I say it's a little bit easier for, for a man to go about out in the world without necessarily really caring what other people think, right? I mean, we, got, we don't have to do all the stuff that a woman has to do, meaning, you know, the idea of what a woman is supposed to look like, you know, the makeup and the hair and all this other stuff before you even step out. And so how, as a woman, you know, how do you, you know, bring harmony to the idea of, you know, accepting who you are without having to put on this masquerade of who you're not, but yet at the same time going out into the world and not, you know, looking like a hot mess. <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting. Uh, that's a, that's kind of a loaded question. I can only speak for myself because I probably, um, in a, am at the place in my life where, I mean, I, I, I care of my presence. 
Um, but I don't care enough of my presence where it becomes debilitating to my own beingness. Meaning, um, meaning, you know, um, I am not the type of person who has to wear expensive clothes. Um, I used to. Um, I don't, that's not a priority to me. I mean, I like nice things. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't have to have name brand clothes. Um, I get a lot of clothes off Amazon. (laughs) Um, um, I, um, I, the only, this is the crazy thing. The only thing that I do spend a little bit of money on, um, are my sunglasses. I was going to say your malas. And my malas. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my Mala Beats, um, they're anywhere from like 120 to $150 a necklace. Um, that's kind of a lot, but those are sacred to me. It's all I wear. Um, sunglasses, you know, I have a couple of pair, nice pair of sunglasses. I like sunglasses. Um, but I'm not spending, you know, money on, you know, uh, other things. I, I used to, it's just not a priority to me anymore. Um, I used to really, really care about how I looked. Um, um, again, I like to be, I like to be, uh, presentable in, in my opinion, but you know, um, I'm not thin. Um, I don't care that I'm chunky. Uh, um, and I'm very healthy. And I think that that may be where I rile people up because people, it's, it, we, we live in a world that's all health and wellness based and I get it, but I'm ridiculously healthy. If I had, you know, situations that were going on where, you know, I had high blood pressure or I was diabetic or things like that, um, then I would be changing my tune for sure. But that's not the case. So, um, and I see if an integrative doctor, you know, um, we've went down this path a million times before. Um, you seem to not have, I've asked you many times, does my chunkiness bother you? And like, I don't care what you look like. Um, so it's one of those things. I mean, do I, am I mindful of what I'm eating? For sure. You know, I'm not eating a bowl of cookies. Um, but I'm also not obsessed with, um, you know, losing 50 pounds either. Right. It's like, it's like part of the, it's like part of the story, but it's not the story. I'm not defined by how I look or how much I weigh. And, and I bring that up to, to, you know, obviously I bring that up to say this, that it, we are becoming a, again, again, a society, a culture, you know, the Instagram culture that, you know, we we're coming to a point where there's a lot of comparison where when you're looking at Instagram, you know, you tend to see people highlight real. You know, you, well, and with all these filters, like I like I see some of these people like on Instagram and Facebook and I know them or I know of them and I know what they look like and what they're posting is not anything what they look like. And, and, and I mean, that's on them. I, I don't care what I, I'm not judging it, but I'm like th- that doesn't even look like them. And interestingly enough, this happened and I'm not going to share who the person is because it doesn't matter. But um, uh, it was someone a while back that we had not met in person and we saw their image on Facebook and Instagram and met them in person and walked right past them because we didn't even know that that was them because the image that they were portraying online was not 
what they actually indeed look like. And interestingly enough, in one of my um, in one of my uh, affiliations that I belong to, uh, they said they wanted current photos, current pictures. And part of the training was indeed putting out exactly what you look like because it's important. That's part of being authentic. Right. And I, and I like the way you said that because it goes back to what, what I'm sensing is the underlying theme of this conversation, which is an illusion, which is if you know, you know, if you know everything is an illusion, you know, why not at the very least put out as, as put out your truth? At least put out your truth if you're um, if it's something that you're broadcasting, you know, I mean, I uh, well, we we just did a class on the four agreements not very long ago. And one of the agreements is being impeccable with your word, you know. Um, and so if if you this woman that we were talking about at the restaurant um, you know, her truth is being, um, angry and frustrated. That's her truth. And that truth is going to continue to come back at her again and again and again. And she may wonder why things continue to happen to her. Um, but until she realizes that, um, then that's, you know, part of her growth. That's part of her, um, her awareness. So being, if you're, if you're connected to, looks and things and objects and whatever again there's no judgment here i i i was that person too you know <laughs> i was that person i'm just not that person anymore that doesn't define me right. i'm not worried about you know someone saying oh my gosh look she needs to lose 50 pounds i'm like mm, i don't that's on them that's not bothering me that's on them right and if they want to judge me because of that's their perception then that's cool too right right and I think it goes, like you're saying, I mean, it goes beyond that. When you come to a certain level where you really start delving into any type of practice, you start to like take the bird's eye view and understand, you know, what are the things that are important in this moment? If, if this is an illusion, then I can say, well, I don't, I don't need to be fixed by owning, you know, a laptop or another phone because it's not real. However, in this illusion, I understand that I can have a better experience in the illusion by, you know, expanding my awareness, expanding my connection to source. And that is what I'm going to invest my time, my energy and my money in It is the investment of the expansion of remembering who I am and then enjoying this experience within this dream. Mm hmm. And that, and, and that is part of the, so, so where does the, we talk about illusions and dreams, and we also talk about the veil, which we talked about last night as well, but it all seems somewhat to be the same, and maybe we're using different words. Like, do we have way too many words for what, what means the same thing? You know, I, I think it's just a perception of, uh, of a definition per se. You know, when we talk about the veil, we, you know, a lot of people hear that word, you know, especially connected to Halloween, the veil is the thinnest, you know, at Halloween, yeah, yeah. you know, or um, at different, you know, times of, you know, the year or on full moons or on new moons. It, it's like, supposedly, I guess I, I, I'm not, um, uh, wise in that particular area i just you know hear it from folklore and you know perceptions and so um the veil would um i perceive that as this um this layering between 
multi-dimensions, you know? And so if the, if this veil is thinner or thicker, I think it's becoming thinner all the time, not just at certain times of the year, um, because clearly, um, and I can use the business as a comparison for that. Um, the business has, is growing rapidly. Um, every month, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. Um, I don't feel that that's related to specifically us. I feel that that's related to the awareness of the shift or people becoming more in tuned or maybe that's not the right word, becoming more curious as to what's happening. I'm finding that um, the majority of the people who are coming to see me are very, very educated people in this human experience, physicians, you know, doctors, lawyers, judges. These are some people that I'm, you know, um, very, very highly successful people uh, that are coming in from uh, an awareness perspective that they know something grander exists that they want to explore from an intuitive aspect, from an energetic aspect. We're not taught this in school. We're not taught. Um, we're, we're, <laughs> this is, here goes another hijack. I heard the other day that they don't even, and I, and I was trying to remember back uh, when I was in school, um, they don't even teach you how to write a check. Not that you need to write a check these days anymore because everything's electronic, but they don't teach you things like that. You know, they, they don't teach you the basics of, you know, we never had a money class. Right. That's you true. know, and so um, they don't teach you about energy. They don't teach you how to deal with emotions. Right. That's important. So um, so what's happening now is we're, we're becoming more in tune with our emotions, more in tune with our feelings. And so, you know, we have people, a lot of people that have massive empathy. So they're owning other people's feelings. They, they, they don't know how to receive necessarily. They, they don't, they receive almost too much, but they, they don't know how to receive for themselves. Right. Um, they're always giving, you know, they're always um, putting themselves on the back burner. We don't have classes in that. Right. And so uh, it, it's just, so I'm finding that there's a curiosity with how, how do we manage that? How do we, how do we deal with that? And because there's a lot of therapists that come to see me, um, they're taking the tools that I'm giving them and sharing them with their clients. Mm -hmm. So it's so beautiful how it's all um, unraveling in a bigger perspective. It's as if the veil is part, it's like the, the vision point, it's kind of weird to say it like that, but it seems like the veil is what it's behind it, which is what's behind it is. It's like on stage, you know, you're playing right. by it's, the curtain. It, yeah, and it's the curtains, right? It's yeah. backstage and front yeah. stage, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so the veil is nothing more than. than another illusion. Or, or, the, or the awareness of knowing it. It's like you're saying another illusion. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this, like in front of the curtain or whatever you want to call it, you know, we feel, uh, well, feel is not the right right phrase, but we believe through the programming that that this is it and this is real, and I have to be offended and I have to be number one and I have to be successful and have a house and a car and a you know picket fence and you know have to and I have to and I have to do all these program things that might be viable in this dream but you know in in behind stage or on the other side of the veil 
we become aware that that none of that is that important. It's a vicious cycle. Right, it is. And so so with that, I just wanted to kind of record a a, a little a little quick a little quick hit. A little so, nugget. A little oh, I think again, I think it's it's really cool to, you know, after we do events that, you know, and again it was a great event, a great conversation. And it's kind of nice to marinate on on that conversation a little bit and then maybe extend because obviously what we're talking about in this moment would not have come out last night, you know, just because of the our ability to kind of sit with it and then, you know, this conversation steered in, in this way, which is kind of nice because it's just a different, you know, a, a different view on a on a conversation that is actually 360, right? Right. So it's looking all around. So I just want to uh, thank you, babe, for uh, entertaining um, myself and these amazing listeners who just, you know, just keep on humbling us and and writing reviews and 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 ratings and it's it's just you know it's just awesome to be able to do what we're doing it's funny because you said um you said all these amazing listeners and um i thought you were gonna say these amazing animals that are sitting here watching us uh record our our little our little uh a little little, our 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 audio our three our three furry right beings that are sitting right here um while we record the live audience, <laughs> the live audience, we're recording in front of a live <laughs> studio audience, but they can't. They they're not going to make any any noise. I don't think. No, they seem to be quieter when we're up here. Whenever we're in the podcast studio, they seem to be moving around and barking and growling. This one's growling. The other one's jumping on the desk. And whenever we're up here in total freedom, they just lay down. Yeah. Well, I also, um, it's late. That's true. So, you know, it's, it's past their bedtime. It's past their bedtime. Everybody's uh, winding down, which and is you know super past cool. past my bedtime, too. Well, you know, I think that that's something that um, we should just just touch on for two seconds Go ahead. is that, um, you know, today, today's been um, I woke up with a migraine today. Yeah, I know. It's a, I'm going to have to meditate on that. Yeah. Woke up with a migraine today. Um, and. I didn't want to cancel any sessions, so I wanted to just uh, move through it, which did, which we, which I did. Um, I went into gratitude for the migraine, and then it started. It was still there, but it was not to the point where it was debilitating. Um, and then um, rocked through the sessions. Then um, we had some company over for a moment. Uh, then stepped into another session, and then um, I had to grade some papers. Uh, then we had to go run some errands, went to the restaurant, had that little encounter with, uh, that, that soul, uh, as just as, just as the, an observer, obviously we didn't encounter that person. Um, and then, um, came up, graded some more papers, checked the newsletter and, and then now we're like, Hey, let's record a podcast. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is right. This is what it's like. This is what this is what it looks like. I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of writing done, and for some reason, this you were pretty impressed with your writing today too. Yeah, well, I was. I mean, even from last night, I felt the urge to to say, you know, you know, let's all day we're gonna write. Tomorrow we're gonna write, and you know, and I still have to edit 
some podcasts. I still have a client call on a website. I, I got to, you know, kind of button that up and, and finish that up and, and ship that out. But I knew that, you know, I had to, you know, the writing had to come to the forefront. I had to do that. And, and I'm super, super excited. And obviously, as I'm going to be mentioning it and putting out there. So the first book that, you know, I completed writing last year was called The Cosmic Sessions, which is what obviously created this cosmic conversation that we had here at the studio. And so the follow up to that is what I refer to as the cosmic network. And so that was uh, completed today. And so oh, that's cool. that was the other. And so basically today I wrote approximately um, 8,000 words. Wow. You know, on you know, so and it was I was called Chris. Get it, squash it today. Get it, finish it up, and I did. So that's that's that has to feel good. Oh yeah, it feels it feels good to get. Those so when are you two, gonna offload that one? Both of them. I mean, it's you know, the first one is ready to go. The second one is, you know, I give it to someone they can read and do some edits and stuff. But my goal is to actually have both of those. I think what I uh, I say think because I know it's a, a, a thought that's being processed but what my goal is is to bring uh copies of both the books to uh maui in november oh interesting you know so that that's my uh that's what i'm that's my intent that's what i'm i'm putting my you may need behind. to push this podcast out earlier so then you can hold yourself accountable to make that happen right well yeah well i mean this 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 well the podcast is going to be coming out I'll say a week from now, most people are not going to know a week what from now is, but it, it's going to be following, well, it's already finished. I was going to say following <laughs> the one with Marshall, but that one's already came out. But either way, I, I will definitely be talking about this more. But once again, I don't want to keep anyone else, and I think it's uh, bedtime. It's time for us to uh, to rest our bodies and, and to ignite again tomorrow and, you know, and see what awareness brings and see what awareness you know we can help others uh, see within themselves beautiful so with that love you babes love you.